You are now listening to the Faith Community Bible Church Podcast. It's our prayer that this message is not only a blessing to you, but to your entire family. Join us as we aim to make Christ known in our community by caring for the community. God bless. Y'all, it is good to be here today. Let me say it again. I don't believe it. It is good to be here today. Right? We want to take advantage of this moment to welcome each of you here to Faith Community Bible Church where we exist simply to make Christ known in the community by caring for the community. Faith community, help me celebrate God for all of our first-time visitors today. Amen. We are super glad that you all chose Faith Community as your place of worship today. Y'all, all around, we have people with orange lanyards on, right? If you got on an orange lanyard from our connection team, throw your hand up so we can see you. I want our guests to see you. Right. If you have not done so before you leave today, we want to know how we can better pray for you and serve you in the future. So fill out a connection card, scan the QR code so that we can grab your information to know how we can love on you, not just today, but tomorrow and forever. We are glad that you are here today. Y'all, we celebrate today. We set aside to celebrate seven years as a church. Seven years as a church, right? And and y'all, we're just excited really about what God is not only doing inside a faith community, but what he wants to continue to do, right? So so today will be um, a little bit different for us today, right? We're not going to have your traditional type of sermon. Pastor Baker and I are going to have a conversation, if will, uh, right from the stage, y'all, do me a favor real quick. Help me celebrate God for my pastor, right, as he joins me on stage, Pastor Lawrence Baker, associate pastor here at Faith Community. Let's celebrate God for him. Amen. I'm going to tell you something, right? Faith Community, as we celebrate seven years today, the truth is, right, Pastor Baker and I have together, together been doing life together um, for what, 16, 17 years, something like that, give or take a few. And when I say that uh, at year four and five, right, we didn't know that we would be where we are today, right? But God has us here and we are excited about the future, Amen. right? Um, Pastor Baker, how you feeling today? I'm good, I'm good. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Man, I just hope that one day, like I can make good look as good as you make it look. (laughs) I'm just saying. You it know. looks, you heard those saying, looks can be deceiving. Because <laughs> you get the looks, you got to get the pains right along with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Um, y'all, um, I, I, I want to, even before we kind of really jump into the nuts and bolts today, right, what faith community is and where we are today, it really wouldn't be possible, right? Not only, right, and, and, and a lot of times, right, we focus on the pastors, Right. Um, and and we're, we're grateful to serve as your pastors or or even um, behind the scenes talk is senior leadership here at Faith Community. But there's a couple of people that we just want to celebrate God for. First off, we want to celebrate God for our wives. That is Sister Tracy and Lady Melinda. Right. We're grateful for them. Right. Simply because. Right. Do you know, like, every phone call, every meeting, all the different things that we do, it takes time away from them. Amen. Right? And they, they, they gracefully, 
right, allow us to do the type of ministry that we do. And even even when things get weighed down, right, they pray for us. Mm-hmm. Right. Like and, and hear this. Right. Amen. And it's not just it's not just like Sister Tracy only prays for me or or Lady Melinda only prays for Pastor Baker. But but uh, Lady Melinda prays for me. First Lady Tracy prays for Pastor Baker. Right. And we're just grateful, grateful for both of them. And then also, we just want to celebrate God for the leadership team here at Faith Community. Right. Let's celebrate God for them. Right. Um, if you are uh, if you are an official leader here at Faith Community, just stand real quick so we can celebrate you. Right. Leader, stand up for us. Amen. 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 We're grateful. Grateful for y'all. Grateful for y'all. And and we're excited really about um, about where we're headed and just really even to unpack really this conversation um, today. Y'all grab your Bibles. Grab your Bibles. Let's go to Matthew 28. Matthew 28 verses 16 through 20 will be. Um, the text that we really use to frame our conversation today. Matthew, Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. We're going to look specifically at verses 16 through 20. If you're, if you're watching online, we're grateful that you're here with us. Make sure you drop in the chat. We want to know you're here, right? You can also, um, again, drop your name down there in the chat. We want to know that you're here. We want to know even how we can pray for you. Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20 is what we're going um, to read today. Here it is. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Such is the reading of the word. The word of the Lord is blessed. You may grab your seats. As we, as we think through and, and have this conversation today, we want to, we had to tag this conversation as any subject as we celebrate seven today. Our our topic today is the work of the church. The work of the church. Y'all, today uh, we celebrate seven years. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Right? We celebrate seven years. Right? We've seen people come. We've seen people go. We've seen people grow. We've seen in seven years reconciliation of families. We've seen marriages reconciled. We've seen people saved. We've seen many baptisms. We've experienced mergers as a church. Uh, and, and like we've sent out already two other pastors and that of Pastor Brandon Boltner, who pastors Remix Church today. 
right? We've had an opportunity to pour into and also send out Pastor Josh Holler, who's the pastor at First Baptist Church, St. John. God is using faith community, not only here in this community, but in our city, right? We're able to touch many lives of many different people in many different churches. Even looking ahead into 2024, we are happy and excited even to send out Pastor Darren Goodrich to, to plant Faith Community Bible Church North City in 2024. Y'all, we extended the runway, but it's still happening, and he's pumped up and excited to launch next year, mm -hmm. right? God is doing great things here. The hand of the Lord is on Faith Community Bible Church, and while we celebrate God for what he's doing and what he has done, we firmly believe that there's so much more that God wants to do in and through his church, right? So the question, really thinking about the work of the church, the question that's before us really is, how will we move forward? What are the next steps of the church? And today, we want to answer that for you. Not just answer the question, right? But, but we desire for you to see how God wants to use you in moving forward. Not only just um, being a part of the local church that we call faith community, but, but as you serve in the universal church or even as you process what it looks like to have a relationship with Jesus, what's your role in God's redemptive plan? And today we want to process that with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, we I think it's important that we understand what it means to be the church. Um, and so today in this conversation, we want to at, uh prayerfully encourage you and to challenge you as we are challenged that we leave the building as the church, right? And I think that's so vitally important. You know, last week we talked about purpose, you know, take the purpose out the building and let God use it for his glory in your homes, communities. And so we really, really want to talk through um, what it looks like um, to do the work of the church. So at Faith Community, really, we exist simply to make Christ known in the community by caring for the community, right? And, and there's, there's four values that we have as a church, intentional evangelism, gospel-centered, promoting Jesus, and loving others. And all of that, we really believe, stems from really just us being intentional, not only to share in our faith, but also to grow in our faith in the Lord. There's a statement that, that, that you guys have heard me make before, right? We say that discipleship is not a ministry of the church, but it's the ministry of the church. And Pastor Baker and I have together really been unpacking this over the last several weeks um, and just really looking at and understanding, like really... Um, Throwing this word discipleship in a blender, um, not just any kind of blender, but a ninja blender, right? Like, I don't know if you ever had a ninja blender, but, but ninjas cut it up kind of different. Like, y'all play Fruit Ninja on the screen where you slice the, yeah. But, but we wanted to put this word in a blender to help you really begin to see that while, while there is this strong focus on discipleship, that it's not a discipleship-only focus, right? It's not just we just making disciples, right? But there's another piece to the puzzle that we want to make sure that everyone understands. 
evangelism, making Christ known. So, Pastor Baker, if you had to define evangelism, how would you define it? It's about sharing the truth of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, and resurrection, his dying for our sins. So, so evangelism is sh sharing, if will, the gospel, Absolutely. sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Right? Um, now, one of the things that, that, that we, even, we even look back over, not just only the seven years as faith community, but your over 20 years um, um, just as a pastor, Right, evangelism, or many many times they use this word outreach. Right, right, right. It has played a vital part in just the makeup of the church. Talk a little bit about why that is important. Well, you know, it, it is. It's absolutely important. And as we use this word discipleship, and and Pastor Burr said that we're going to unpack it. Um, in, in in making a statement, discipleship. You know, now most people when they hear the word discipleship, it's been really pressed in that we do life on life ministry, which is vitally important for our maturity and growth. Life on life um, is absolutely um, important. But when we use the word discipleship and um, in the context uh, of how people use it today, I'm reminded that growing up in church, the word I heard a lot was evangelism, outreach. That was, those were the words that I heard all the time. Outreach, man, we got to get the gospel in them streets. Come on, hit the streets. Come on, let's go, let's go share the gospel message of Jesus Christ because it is so vitally important that people understand that they are in sin, that they are lost without God, and Jesus Christ um, is the answer, right? That was so vitally important. But what, uh, in our conversation, Pastor Bird and myself, is that we realize is that in one arena, we focused a lot in heavenly in on the evangelistic portion of it, but not enough on the discipleship, the life on life. Whereas now, sometimes I feel as though we focus more on the life on life than we do the evangelistic. So together, we want to really unpack this so that we understand the balance of discipleship, what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Because if we only focus on um, evangelism, then eventually um, we, we, we allow people to grow up as immature saints, you know. But then if we only focus on life on life, we find ourselves just preaching to the choir, yeah. right? So there has to be a significant balance. So evangelism to me is, um, is vitally important to who we are as disciples. Yeah. That's really good. So, because, because the reality of it is, right, like it's not either or. No. It's both and. Absolutely. Right. And and for so long, as you just said, there's been a focus on one mm -hmm. or the other. But 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 I would suggest that we have to figure out a way not to just focus on one or focus on the other, but to ensure that we are developing people to focus on both. Mm -hmm. Right. Because the reality is, if we only focus on sharing the gospel, then when people finally come to know the Lord, they won't grow if we ain't making Absolutely, disciples. absolutely. And if all we're doing is focus on discipleship, then, then, like, there is no big push to see people come to know the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. So even, right, defining evangelism, right, as sharing Jesus Christ mm -hmm. with the lost, right. right, I would define discipleship as a lifelong process of learning, sharing, and following Jesus. Absolutely, absolutely. Right? So... 
So, so for whatever reason, right, in my mind, I'm talking about my mind, right? And I know that oh our minds were different and it's a whole lot of empty space. No. <laughs> but when you think, but, but when I think about evangelism and discipleship, I don't know that, right? I, like, I, I would say, hey, wait a minute. A believer can't be evangelized, mm-hmm. right? Because they're not lost. They're found. They need to be discipled, mm-hmm. Right? But then one would say, well, can an unbeliever be discipled? I'm like, hmm, good question. But what I do know is that an unbeliever needs to hear the gospel. Yeah, yeah. Right? Defining the gospel really as the good news of Jesus is coming Mm -hmm. to provide forgiveness of sin to all who believe. Right. Right? Understanding that the gospel really is the only story in history where the hero died for the villain. Mm -hmm. Right. And we, we have to be intentional in spreading that message. Right. 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 So, you, you know, I, I, I agree with you that it is a lot of times we don't see the necessity um, of even sharing the gospel um, with, with believers. I, I think, though, when, when our believers are falling, when, our, when other brothers and sisters are falling in Christ. Right. The best news they can hear is the gospel. That's the best news they can hear. Before I tell you anything, let me tell you, he died for your sins while you out here tripping. I'm, I'm just practical. I'm sorry. Yeah. While you out here tripping, he died for your sins. He didn't die for this foolishness. He died for you to have life and that more abundantly, right? And so then it leans into the other areas of, of leadership. But I know that traditionally evangelism happens when we are um, sharing Christ with those who are lost and then development happens um, through that, that life on life. And, and you know, what's, what's crazy is, is that as we begin to read the Gospels, right, and I think that how something is expressed and explained really tells a story, right? So, so let's do this. Let's, let's read Matthew 28 again. Six, verse 16 says, the 11 disciples traveled to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And I remember, excuse me, and remember, I am with you always um, to the end of the age. Right. So listen. So turn over to Mark 16, Mark 16, chapter uh, chapter 16, verse verse 15. The synoptic gospel, Jesus said, all authority is given unto me. Go ye therefore and make disciples um, of all nations. So Mark, Mark 16, 15 says this. Then he said to them, go into all the world and do what? And, and we, we, we already established that that is called what? Evangelism, right? Um, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Right. So what happens here is that in the first, the A clause of the scripture, we see evangelism. In the B clause, whosoever believes and is baptized will be saved. They become disciples. They become disciples. Matthew went a little further and Matthew said, and teaching them to observe. That's discipleship. I didn't lose anybody, did I? So we see that sharing the gospel makes disciples right? Teaching them to observe, not just with words, but with action, is discipling those who are disciples. Yeah. 
Is that, that, that's pretty plain, right? And so the two work together, as Pastor Burr said, they're, they're hand in hand. They, they operate um, 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 together. They, they like, you know, twins, right? Evangelism, discipleship, bringing folks to Christ, helping folks to grow in Christ. That is so vitally important as the church grows and develops um, to, to have a kingdom impact. It's really good. It's really good. Another, another passage, really, that we, we kind of see both evangelism and discipleship working together is in Acts. Absolutely. Right? Acts chapter 1, beginning at verse 6. Mm-hmm. So when they had come together, yeah. they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Yeah. yeah. He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has yeah. fixed uh-huh. by his own authority, but you will receive power. Mm-hmm. When? When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing in the heaven as he went, behold, two men, stood by them in white robes and said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking in the heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you in the heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go to heaven. Mm -hmm. Now, when you think about that, right, that passage really helps us really to begin to see that as blood-bought believers, we are ambassadors. Mm -hmm. And really, when we think about our role as ambassadors, we say, okay, well, what is an ambassador? An ambassador is one who represents. Absolutely. It means that you not only represent right where you're from, mm-hmm. but you also tell others and teach others about where you're from, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And like U.S. ambassadors that are in other countries aren't just there wearing a USA jersey, right? Right? They are they telling people, yeah, I'm from here. This is who I represent. But here's how you can come to know more about where I'm from. Absolutely. So ambassadors really work together in both of those ways. Here it is, God has called all of us to be his ambassadors in this world, introducing people who don't yet know Jesus, right? We want them to not only come to know Jesus, but grow to love Jesus, fall in love, not only with Jesus, but also the grace. Let them know that the grace of God is available to them, right? And we have to learn, like, hey, as I am an ambassador, as I am a witness for the Lord, how does God want to use me where I am? Yeah. Yeah. The truth is, it's not only just up to, like, right. the first time lost people hear the gospel shouldn't be when they come to church on a Sunday. Yeah. That yeah. that should not be, right? Mm-hmm. If you know somebody who need to know the Lord, don't say, come on, you need to meet Jesus. Let me take you to church. Yeah. Like, because the church isn't a place that we go, but it ought to be, who, it, the, we, we assemble on Sundays, but we be the church. Yeah. Like, we live, like, we, we are the church. Scripture says that um, the spirit of God lives on the inside yeah, of us. Yeah. So if that's true, then how can I be a disciple that not only make disciples, but have the courage to share Jesus with the lost? And I think that one of the issues that we face, even thinking through not only why evangelism really statistics would say is at an all-time low, mm-hmm. is because we operate many times in fear and not in faith. Mm, that's good. That's good. It happens, definitely. You know, and I, I love that, that you tied um, that, that Acts 1-8 um, with 2 Corinthians 5-17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things become new. 
And then in becoming new, God gives us all a ministry. Everybody who is saved is in ministry. It's the ministry of reconciliation. We are ambassadors for Christ. And so watch this. Not only do he save us, give us a ministry, but he gives us his power. Acts 1.8. Right? Once the Holy Ghost come upon, you shall receive power. Right? It's important that we understand the power of God, leaning into what Pastor Burgess said, that many of us, uh, many people who don't share their faith is, is a lot of times because they have fear. Um, my son, um, just here recently, got up in the morning and uh, tried to start his car, and it wouldn't work. just wouldn't start. wouldn't turn over, nothing. So I jumped him, and he, he moved on down the road. So I told him, hey, man, you need to go get your battery checked because, you know, your, your battery might have a dead cell in it. And he said, well, I was driving it. I said, well, I get that. Then your alternator charges your battery, but all anything your battery does is start your car. And so what I was trying to explain this to him so he understand how the power in his car works. Yeah. <laughs> and see, we have to understand how the power of God in our life works through the Holy Ghost. It works in our life. It energizes that ministry of reconciliation, right? Mm-hmm. And so what the Holy, watch this. If we lean into the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit will allow us at every moment to overcome the fear. Yeah. But but we got to realize that um, that you got you got to turn the switch, and that the Holy Spirit ignite the ministry that is in our lives. And, and when that happens, notice this: it says, and it didn't say, and you shall go and witness. This is important. We need to understand when we read, don't read too fast. It says, you shall be witnesses. Yeah. It's declaring who we shall be when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, whether you believe it or not, whether you understand it or not, that once, the, once God saves you, gives you new life, gives you ministry, equips you with his Holy Spirit, watch this, you have power. You are a witness, yeah. right? You, you have noticed that if you standing outside with the police show up, they're going to ask you a question. Gonna, did you see what happened? Yeah. Did, do, do you know what happened? What did you hear? Right. The Holy Ghost gives us the ability to recall what happens in our life that I remember the day he saved me. And all my testimony does is causes me to channel this conversation into the testimony of God. We overcome by the the word of our testimony on the blood of the lamb. What is the word of our testimony? We start talking about the Holy Ghost. I get excited. What's the word of our testimony? That I was lost, dead in sin. Far from the peaceful show. (laughs) And Jesus stepped into my life, changed everything about me. And now I'm brand new. Let me tell you something. You can be brand new as well. It's a conversation. Come on, I can turn a a Kansas City Chief uh, conversation into, right? Come on. You've been rolling with them Dallas Cowboys. And we don't even know why. You don't know why. I I know you're tired of losing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you need to come on over here with the Chiefs, the Jesus Christ, and become a winner. We used to lose, <laughs> but now we winners. <laughs> hey, rolling with the cow, come meet the Chief. Come meet the Chief. Come on, come on, come on over to the kingdom. You know. <laughs> you know what I what I love in this though is that like. Even connecting, even drawing back to yeah. Matthew 28. Yes. Right? 
now the 11 disciples went to Galilee yeah. to the mountain yeah. to which Jesus had directed them. Now, these are people who've experienced the saving yeah, power of Jesus. Absolutely. They knew who Jesus was, but notice they went where he directed them. Yeah, yeah. Right? But yeah. then, and when they saw him, mm -hmm. they worshiped. Yep. Right? Those of us who know who Jesus is, on, we man. see Jesus, yeah, it yeah. ought to fuel us to worship him. Now, that's another disconnect. Even, uh, my mind, again, mm -hmm. is because we've, we've treated worship like a song instead of obedience. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Right? So, so it's hard yeah. for the church to do the work of the church when we look at worship as something that we only mm. do on Sundays. Mm. Come, on. Come on. Right? When they saw Jesus, yeah. they worshiped yeah. him. Yeah. With, like, yeah. and, and if that's true, then, the, then I'm wondering if, if one of the problems is the only time we see Jesus is on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, but if but if Jesus spending time with Jesus, being with Jesus, mm -hmm. right? I've been talking a lot about David, mm -hmm. right? One thing I desire the Lord, that will I seek after yeah. that I may dwell in the house a of the Lord all the days of Absolutely. my life to Absolutely. gaze at his beauty. Yeah, he didn't yeah. say gaze at his beauty only on Sundays. Yeah, right, right. Right, but right. all the days of my life, right. I want to dwell with God. Right. And if that's the case, then there should be life rhythms of mine that ought to push me to recognize Jesus in every area of my life Absolutely. then, which changes or transforms then mm -hmm. how I view worship, yeah. which means that me telling others about Jesus then has to become worship. Come on, man. Come on. Oh, yeah. taste and see that yeah. the Lord is yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. then, me yeah. spending yeah. time with people, not just one-on-one, -on -one, but even when I'm around other yeah. believers, Absolutely. like I want them to be yeah. developed. I want to see them grow in the gospel. Absolutely. Discipleship then turns into worship. Yeah. Like when I experience the saving power of Jesus, I can't separate who he is. I absolutely. can't, Mike Williams say all the time, the attributes of God can't be separated. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. If the attributes of God can't be separated, then my actions right. toward the attributes right. of God shouldn't be separated absolutely. either. Absolutely. Then giving is an right. act of worship. Evangelism yeah. is yeah. an act of worship. Yeah. Discipleship yeah. is an act of worship. Yeah. So I yeah. ought to look for yeah. ways absolutely. to not only share Jesus yeah. with the lost, yeah. but even look for ways to That's share good. Jesus in different ways That's with good. a believer too. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And you know what? You know, um, you, you pointed this out, and it's amazing that they worshiped him. They worshiped Jesus when they saw him. When they saw him, they worshiped him. And so Pastor Bird just talked about being obedient. And obedience is, is, is our act of worship, right? Yeah. Romans 12.1. <laughs> right? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, you visit your body, living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your, your act of worship, right? Your reasonable service. And so that when we are operating out of obedience, that's our act of worship. So when we worship him, we make him big. We make him big so they can see him. So, so, so when we lead a building and we live in obedience, we live in faithful obedience, right? I remember a preacher by the name of Maurice Watson um, preached a sermon about the, the cross in cross eclipse. Anytime we live in outside of obedience, then our, our sin and our disobedience eclipses the cross. In other words, we, they can't see the cross. But when we live in obedience, come on, y'all. That's, that's when they see Jesus in our lives. See, th 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 this is an opportunity for evangelism. Yeah. What's so, 
uh, Sister Cassandra or Sister Candace or Sister Josephine, whoever you are today. I just watch how you serve. I just watch how you did love on people. I just watch the beautiful spirit that comes into the building when you come in. Uh, Carol, what is it that, how you get to be like that? Because I don't understand. Now, her living in obedience, her living in worship has given her an opportunity for somebody to see the Christ in her and for her to now to share the gospel with them. Now they become disciples. And now guess what? She didn't show them that she really believed what she believed in by how she acts. Now she can teach them and show them what it looks like to be a disciple. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it's important, y'all. Listen, we don't, we don't come in counting heads. Me and Pastor Bird don't count heads. We absolutely don't count heads. You know, but, but we do see, you know, something I used to say all the time is that if you have an empty seat next to you, that's an opportunity. That's an opportunity, right? So not just about the numbers, but if we're doing the work of the church, we should have standing room only. I just believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. That when we lean into the power of the Holy Ghost, we are faithfully obedient to what God has called us to. We'll begin to see the kingdom expand. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, listen, I'm one of the ones, and I, I'm going to be honest. I watch the news and shake my head. I do. Come on, y'all. I just shake my head and be like, man, these people lost their mind. I mess around and look at my ring app and look at all these people still stealing cars, and they got other tools that they can steal yeah. other cars with. And I just shake my head and say, man. But what would happen? If my disgust motivated me, didn't just frustrate me, but it motivated me. Yeah. Not to make sure I got a weapon, and I do. <laughs> Let us pray. <laughs> but, but motivated me to do something. About what I'm seeing. Yeah. That's what Jesus called us to in Matthew 28. So, so now listen to this though. Listen to this though. I'm glad you went there because you said if it motivated me, mm -hmm. my, dis my disgust motivated me to do something about it. If the gospel is our focus, mm -hmm. here's what happens when they hear the gospel. Come on, man. Acts chapter 2. Yes, sir. Beginning at verse 37. Now, when they heard this, come on, what did they do? What was this? Yeah, yeah. They heard the gospel. The gospel. Peter had just finished preaching the gospel. Yes. Right? They heard the gospel. Then he says, they were cut to the heart. Yes. Come on, right? man. Right? The gospel, the gospel of Jesus yeah. Christ yeah. preached, shared, yeah. cuts hearts. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Yeah. B because I realized, right, the gospel shared that I'm a sinner in need mm -hmm. Jesus. Now I'm like, what do I do with this? Yeah. yeah. Right? Then he says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, Everybody. in the name of Jesus Christ, mm. for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you mm. and for your children mm -hmm. and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. Mm -hmm. And with many words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, save yourselves 
from this crooked generation. Mm. So those who received his word, mm. woo, come on, man, were baptized. Yeah, yeah. And there were added that day about 3,000 souls. Right. Because one person uh -huh. preached the gospel. Preached the gospel. Just because one, one person yeah. was bold enough to say, I yeah. ain't going to be influenced yeah. by yeah. all this other stuff. Like, I bet you they weren't having dumb dialogue on who saved who no, and all that. No, no. I bet you they weren't having argument over Greek this and Hebrew yeah, that. Yeah. Right? No. He preached the yeah, gospel. Yeah. Now, I ain't saying that healthy theological conversation is not important. Yeah, but what yeah. I'm saying is that when you are evangelizing the lost, right, the gospel must be your That's focal right. point. Absolutely. Absolutely. But here's the joy, though, because right after Come on. he preached the gospel, yeah, yeah. 3,000 souls responded. Here's what happened to those that were added to the church. Yeah, yeah. Verse 42. Mm -hmm. And they, who's they? The ones that just responded to the gospel. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you this, Pastor Baker, they just responded yeah, to the gospel. Yeah, yeah. And what did they do? They devoted themselves. Yeah. I wonder if it any devoted Come folk. on, man. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the <laughs> fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers and all. Yeah, came upon yeah, every yeah. soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Mm -hmm. All who believed yes. were together and had all things in common. That don't mean that they ain't disagree on some stuff. Yeah, yeah. That don't mean that they liked everybody's shoes. Come on, come on. Like, what would happen if those of us who experienced, can I use this word, salvific power yeah, of come Jesus, on, come on. if we experienced the salvific, the saving power of Jesus, Push us to unity and not division Come so on. much. Yeah, yeah. He says they had all yeah. things in mm -hmm. common. Mm -hmm. They were together, had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings. Yeah. Not to get a new car, not to get new shoes, but they dispersed the proceeds to all yeah. as any had need. Yeah, yeah. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God. And having favor with all the people. Mm -hmm. And guess what happens? Yeah. The Lord continued to add to their number. Absolutely. Day by day. Absolutely. Those who were being saved. Yeah. Not just because, not only because the gospel was shared, but right. the church was being the church. Yes, sir. The world going to be the world. Yeah, absolutely. But it's time for the church to be the church. Absolutely. There's work for us to do. Absolutely. It's not just discipleship. It's both and. That's we right. got to evangelize, That's but right. we got to make disciples. That's right. Right? Last thing. Mm -hmm. Then I no, promise. Go ahead. But, but one of the things that really gets me is thinking through the life of Paul. Mm -hmm. Many times we have a hard time not only evangelizing, but also making disciples yeah. because it's like, you don't know my story. Mm -hmm. I've been through so much. I ain't got nothing to share with people, right? Certainly God don't want to use me. Come on. You know, if you do, if you do a background check on me, I done killed this many people, maybe not with a knife, but maybe with my words. Mm -hmm. Right? My my body count is this, or I've done all this crap, I've stole, done all this different stuff in my mm -hmm. life. Certainly God don't want to use me. I would beg to differ if we think about the life of Paul. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Paul went from killing Christians to calling people to relationship with mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then in Acts 28, mm -hmm. Acts 28, mm -hmm. beginning at verse 28. Therefore, let it be known to you. That this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will listen. Mm -hmm. He lived there two whole years at his own expense. Yeah, yeah. 
and welcomed all who came to him. But, but while he welcomed those who came to him, here's what he was doing. Proclaiming the kingdom of God yeah. and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ right. with all boldness mm -hmm. and without hindrance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Here's the thing. I know we all got a story. But we got we to gotta have an Acts 4 kind of prayer. Yeah. What was the Acts 4 prayer? Boldness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They prayed for boldness. Yeah. Right? When things got tough, right? They had a hard time sharing the faith. They prayed for boldness. Yeah. yeah. But then right here in Acts 28, he says, he shared with boldness, which means that the prayer he prayed in Acts 4, God answered the prayer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He answered it long before he got to chapter 28. Right. right. But the prayer was answered. But then he said, he shared with boldness and without hindrance. Yeah. Here's something to, for you to process. What's hindering you from evangelizing? Yeah. Mm. What's your That's hindrance? Good. What are the roadblocks that are in your way? Yeah. What, what, what makes it difficult for you to make disciples? Yeah. yeah. Now, now here's the thing. It's, I, I think that if we had to make disciples of us, it'll be easy. Mm -hmm. It's easy for me to tell people what I like. It's easy for me to tell people my story, mm -hmm. right? But when you, when, you, when you are saying, I want to develop people to follow Jesus, mm -hmm. like it's going to be hard to get people to follow somebody you don't know about. Yeah, yeah. That's it's going to be hard to That's get good. people to follow That's someone That's you good. haven't experienced. That's good. Right? So, so here's the reality. When we think about having a relationship with Jesus, there's a question that I like to ask, right? Um, if Christ was to come back right now at this moment, would he take you with him or would he leave you here? Well, certainly he's going to take me, Pastor, I'm here at the church for a seven-year anniversary. That don't mean he's going to take you. It just means that you chose to spend your time on September 17th, 2023 in a different place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the reality of it, right? God is holy. He's righteous. And he won't ignore sin. Everybody in this room, all your Facebook friends sinned against God. We, we are man. We sinned against God. Therefore, our relationship with God is broken. And anything that's broken needs to be what? Mm -hmm. I, yeah. And we didn't try to fix it on our own. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know if you could fix your life on your own, you would have done it already? Yeah. 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 But how did the brokenness of our life get fixed? Through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. what did Jesus do? Yeah. Everything that you've ever done wrong, he took on his back. Yeah. Right, yeah. it, it, he, he took yeah. it all. Yeah. Like, and here's the thing, you were guilty. Yeah. That was you in that videotape. Yeah. Your fingerprints yeah. was all over yeah. the gun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your fingerprints was all Absolutely. over the knife, Absolutely. right? There's no way you can That's hide right. it. That's right. well, that, that, that ain't me, no, that was you. Yeah. You are guilty, yeah. right? You sinned against God, right? Scripture says, Romans 3, come here. All have sinned yeah. Yeah. and fallen short of the yeah. glory of God, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, what did Jesus do? Everything you've ever done wrong, he took responsibility. He took yeah. all your sins on his back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't just take them, yeah, right? But absolutely. he he took the sentence that you deserve so you wouldn't have to. Absolutely, absolutely. Right? He died for our sins, but the shout is this. Not only did he die for our sins, come here, yeah. Elder Shelton, he rose for our excuses. Yeah, yeah. Right? Absolutely. He, Elder Shelton says he died for our sins but rose for our excuses. Yeah. Meaning that there's no reason why we don't respond to the saving power of Jesus, Right? Simply because he did for us what we couldn't do for right. ourselves. Well, how do we respond? We turn from our sin and turn to Jesus. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. Right. He, he's not saying, come to me. 
and be sinless. He's saying, come to know me and let my spirit work in your life so that you can sin less. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's how evangelism and discipleship works together because there's no way you can experience the saving power of Jesus and not change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I think, I think it's important and, and as we begin to, to, to wind down. Um, I'm reminded a long time ago, it used to be a place took over the smorgasbord, the heritage house called Roberts. Y'all remember Roberts came? And I, yeah, steakhouse. I went up in there, man, and they had. What was Darius Cooks back then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had, they had, uh, yeah, they had greens <laughs> and cornbread and pig feet, pork chops. I'm talking about they, well, they was doing fried the soul chicken. food there. They had the fried, I know you, fried yeah. chicken. Yeah. <laughs> so all he saw was the fried chicken. <laughs> But 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 so I went there and ate and it was good. You know, anything first open is always good, right? And so I went there and, and I ate, enjoyed myself. So what I started doing is telling everybody about what I had experienced at Robert's Steakhouse. Man, yeah. going up in there, man, and they got this, that, and the up higgers and all this old stuff. And folks was like, man, I need to go over there. And and I was able to do that because um, I was excited about what I was communicating. And, and, and I know that many, many wrestle through fear. I know the fear of rejection, the fear of uh, just being intimidated by everything that's going on in the world. But, but what would happen if we stirred up that excitement that we had when we first got saved? Yeah, yeah. If we just think back over our life, right? Look, just look back over my life and think things over. When, when I think about when God saved me through his son, Jesus Christ, and how excited I was... Right now, the excitement overcomes my fear because what I in this moment want you to experience is the excitement and the joy that I experienced. Mm -hmm. And so I know it's hard. I know it's a challenge sometimes. And, and, and I know you say it. I know you love the Lord. But be, become excited again about what Jesus Christ has done for you. Pastor Burgess said it. God has brought us from a mighty long way. Yeah. And all the things he has delivered us from, we were guilty as charged. But God loved us so much that his son died while we were still sinning. Hallelujah. He didn't wait till we came to church and get it together. He died while we were still sinners. And so when we get excited about not deserving, we, 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 you deserve it, but not deserving what he's done for us, then we should be excited about telling anybody yeah. about Jesus Christ and what he has done. Listen, our hope, our hope is, is that I know we lean a lot into the evangelistic part, right? And we do lean a lot into the discipleship part, life on life. And if I'm honest, I believe that we do life on life well. Amen. I think we have a community of believers that does life on life well. Many of us in here are connected by, you know, a six degrees of separation. We all connected some kind of way in, in, in at Faith Community Bible Church. Um, but we, we, we want you to understand, let's look for some new, some new folks that we can disciple because there's new folks that's been baptized because new folks have given their lives to Christ. So, so as we leave this place, we want to make sure that we live a life that's on mission, to do what Christ has done. He told Zacchaeus, I come to seek and save those who are lost. That should be the mission of our church. The work of the church is to ensure that lost people 
come into relationship with Jesus Christ. And so be encouraged um, in, in that, that God has called you with something, empowered you with it, with his spirit. And now he's sending us out to go and to make disciples. As we, as we finish, I also want to share with you that don't just look for somebody else to disciple. Mm. You need to be discipled too. That's right. That's Many right. times we create rhythms where we want to pour into other people. Have you ever tried to pour water into another cup, but the cup that you was pouring from was empty? Yeah, come on. You get nothing on the other side. Yeah. Right? But like, one of the ways, you know, I would encourage you to wrestle through that. Two questions. Who are you responsible for? But who's responsible for you? Right? We're, we're not created to live on an island. We're created to be in relationship with one another. And, and if you hear and you just realize that you, maybe you hear and you feel like you all, you all on an island by yourself. You just saying, I don't have nobody, but I also don't have Jesus. We want you to know that Jesus, his arms is wide open, ready to receive you. Yeah, yeah. Well, Pastor, I came to hear a sermon. I'm going to tell you, a sermon don't have to be preached for you to respond to the gospel. He desires a relationship with you. Amen. He's done for you what you couldn't do for yourself. Yeah. Maybe you hear and you processing what was shared and you just like, I have a hard time evangelizing because I'm fearful of the response or I don't know where to start or I, I just don't really know. I like I fumble anytime it's time for me to evangelize. We want to pray for you. Yeah. You can feel free to stand up right where you are if that's you. Maybe even, if, even as you think through discipleship, what does it look like not only to be discipled, but to pour into somebody else? Yeah. Maybe you fear that. We would love to pray for you. We ain't going to have you come up, but you, again, can stand where you are. But as a matter of fact, I know, right? I, I know and can prove right now that the church, both universal and local, has an evangelistic problem. Right. Because especially in our city, because our city has more crime than anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. We are we're OK preaching to the choir because. We don't want pushback. We, we don't want to we don't want to evangelize because there's so many different things that are happening out there. Yeah. But today I'm praying for boldness. Yeah. Today for all of us, I'm praying for courage. I'm praying that God will push us. To be intentional in our evangelism. Yeah. To be strategic in our discipleship. But that together we will surrender ourselves to the Lord. What is the work of the church? The work of the church is both evangelism and yeah. discipleship. Yeah. yeah. And together, as the body of Christ, we got to play our part. On Wednesday nights, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to unpack these. We wanted to start the conversation here. But we're going to make it more practical on Wednesday nights over the next couple of weeks. Because we want you to know that in order for the work of the church to be done, you play a part in that. Yeah. It's not just me or Pastor Baker or Pastor Shelton or Pastor Darren. All of us. God, do you know that, right? St statistics shows that there's a higher percentage of people coming to know the Lord because somebody close to them yeah. shared the gospel with them. It's not that you can't share the gospel with people that you don't know because, hey, they, 
one plants, one waters, the word says, and it is God who gives the increase. How great would it be? Instead of you complaining about your neighbor needing his grass cut. Maybe that's just my story. What if you found a way to get to know your neighbor? Not only share the gospel with them who live next to you, but begin an intentional discipleship relationship with the person sitting next to you. As we process that today, Pastor Becker, why don't you lead us in closing prayer? God, we thank you. We come today to celebrate seven years of this local body. But God, we know that we would not be here if it were not for you. The conversation that we lean into today, Lord God, prayerfully, it's encouraging all of us. That not only did you save us, Lord God, you didn't just call us from something, but you called us to something. Yes, God. You called us from sin, but you called us to mission. What does mission look like, God? Matthew 28 says it, that we should go ye therefore unto all nations, sharing the gospel message of Jesus Christ with them, that lost people can be saved, that they can come into relationship with you through your son, Jesus Christ. You called us, Lord God, to do life together, Lord God, that each one of us can be developed into mature saints, Lord God, through life-on-life -life relationships. You know, your word says that he that begun a good work in you was able to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Well, thank you, Lord God, that not only are you at work in my life, but God, you have sent individuals for me to do life with. And so, God, I just thank you now for what you're doing, God. I thank you for those individuals, Lord God, who are here that was honest and stood up, Lord God, and say, I'm struggling in the area of evangelism. I pray, Lord God, that you would encourage their hearts and stir up their, their hearts today, Lord God, that they might know, Lord God, that you are with them. Let them become excited again about how you saved them and delivered them, Lord God. Let them tell not just their story, but tell the story of the cross, Lord God, and how Jesus has come to save even them, Lord. So I pray, Father, that you just encourage us that we not only come to church, but we learn what it means to be the church. We love you, Lord. In all things that we do, we want you to receive the glory. Yes. Thank you, Lord God, for the man of God whom you've given the vision of faith community. God, I thank you, Lord God, for his intentionality. I thank you, Lord God, for his passion, Lord God. But most of all, I thank you that he's in love with you. I pray, Lord God, for his mind. I pray, Lord God, that you would give him strength, Lord God. And I pray, Lord God, that um, as you continually use him, Lord God, to build kingdom, I pray that you would give each one of us the heart, Lord God, to know what it looks like to serve alongside this man of God who is faithful to your call, that together we might serve your mission for the church, that we might be an impact in this community. So I thank you now, God that you continue to strengthen him, cover him. Lord God, I pray now for his wife. I pray for Tracy, God, that you continue to, 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 to stir her up, Lord God, continue to mature, continue to develop, Lord God. You have been doing a great work in her, Lord God, and we thank you for it, Lord God. And so we just ask that you just watch over their home and their family, Lord God, that you can keep them, protect them, meet every need in their life, God that this work that you have called them to can continue to thrive in a way that honors you. Bless each one of us, Lord God. We thank you for this opportunity. 
It's in the name of Jesus that we pray and say thank you. Let every heart say amen. 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 Thank you for listening to the Faith Community Bible Church Podcast. We hope you were encouraged by the message on today. To respond to today's message, please go to fcbcstl.com forward slash respond. If you would like to give to support the mission and vision of Faith Community Bible Church, you can go to fcbcstl.com forward slash give. God bless.